Hi, I'm Dr. Mark Student. Welcome to the Academy of Chiropractic Doctors PI Program Consultations. I am very excited that you took the time to do this and make the commitment to your career, to your family, to yourself, just to be the best of the best through clinical excellence. Sit back and enjoy the consultations. Hi, I'm Dr. Mark Student, and welcome to our podcast. Today's topic is going to be physical therapy. Are they really appropriate to be a primary spine care provider? In other words, are physical therapists really uh, ready to be in the front lines to treat spine as the first provider? But what about chiropractic? What about chiropractic versus PT? What about the, um, the general consensus of medical providers who feel that physical therapy should be the, the people doing rehab. Where does the literature bring us? What do the statistics show? And the reasons are, are really evident, but the question is why? And there's a lot to handle. And, and we're gonna handle all of those things. And, and it's critically important you understand the statistics as well as the pervading um, um, care paths of what's going on. Now, just so that you know, on the website of the Cleveland Clinic and the Mayo Clinic, they still say that after analgesics, um, you know, perhaps mid-levels, nurse practitioners or PA should see patients, um, if the pain doesn't resolve, then in fact they should consider um, bed rest or a course of uh, a physical therapy. And if that doesn't work, then consider narcotics or surgery. And physical therapy is still up there in the front line. Now, let me give you a little bit of statistic. Out of a research article, and I'm going by memory, I don't have the stat in front of me, um, I believe it's Canada, I believe Ontario, um, they show that in, in, in a study on an occupational side, workers' comp side, of 440 million visits or patients, um, if physical therapy was the first option for spine, the first referral option, um, uh, secondary disability went up 250%. Opiate use went up 34%. Optum, the insurance company and the statistic people and the people that put out the Medicode books and all that other stuff, just had a whole symposium and I have a copy of their recording, which said that if medical providers, by the way, were the first provider, then the cost of healthcare goes up, you know, I think it was two or 300%, all versus chiropractic care. Now, interestingly enough, uh, the University of Pittsburgh um, working with one, a lot of our chiropractors, by the way, um, in, the, in the political arena, um, have a primary spine care uh, program. And that primary spine care program is in the physical therapy department. And they say that the first line of referrals should go to the primary spine care provider who's qualified. And qualified can be either a physical therapist or chiropractor. So what that program has done is it's relegated the chiropractor from a primary, a, a, a PCP, a primary healthcare provider, as our license to be a portal of entry for any healthcare matter in the world to a technician. We're a technician. Physical therapists, as a rule, are secondary healthcare providers. They have limited access in certain states. They're not allowed to diagnose or prognose. They work off a prescription. They don't know how to read MRIs. They don't know how to read x-rays. They don't know how to understand where there's cancers and non-cancers and fracture tumor infection. They don't understand the red flag issues. It's not within their education. 
They also are masters at extremities, but really poor at spine. Now, how do I know that? Well, it's really, really simple. Let's look at some of the literature. Um, again, Cleveland Clinic, let me read what they said. This is about spine care. I talked about this earlier. These patients may be best served through prompt access to care from physical therapists or nurse practitioners entry level providers. When pain persists beyond four to six weeks, the care path defines the referral to a spine or pain specialist or a surgeon or a behavioral health provider because it's all in their mind if it's not in their back. The Mayo Clinic said physical therapy is the cornerstone of back pain treatment. A physical therapist can apply a variety of treatments such as heat, ultrasound, e-stim, and muscle release techniques to your back muscles and soft tissue to reduce pain. And that's their focus is to reduce pain, never to look at the cause of the issue. In 2013, um, Matthew McCarthy and Davis wrote, despite self-reported overwhelming evidence of chiropractic versus physical therapy outcomes for spine, where there was 440 million visits and 106 billion, with a B, dollars in failed expenditures, meaning they fail that it's, it's physical therapy has failed. They hypothesized that increased utilization for recommended treatment would increase. The recommended physical therapy treatment is outlined in the opening two comments of this article. It doesn't work, and physical therapy is a constant is is a constant verifying perpetually failed pathway for mechanical spine pain issues. It is a perpetually failed uh, failed pathway for spine. It just doesn't work. And you've got $106 billion and 440 million visits to prove that, but what do they do? They keep doing the same thing over and over and over. Let's go to some of the, some of the literature. In 2014, Reed Sozio and Long reported that when a chiropractic adjustment is rendered to one area of the spine, it revealed unilateral, bilateral, and or multi-level hypoanalgesic, which is pain reduction changes, as a result of the central nervous system change. Because when you adjust your patient, when you're adjusting them, you're affecting the nociceptors at the facet level. You're affecting the proprioceptor and mechanoreceptors in other words, the Piscinian corpuscles and the Raffini corpuscles in the ligaments, in the ligament, ten, you know, Golgi tendon organs, it's also ligament tendon organs, which then, and then you have also nociceptors there, which all feed into the lateral horn, goes out to the periaqueductal gray area through the spinal thalamic tract, hits the thalamus, goes to the anterior cingular cortex, prefrontal cortex, the insular cortex, the motor cortex, the sensory cortex, the hypothalamus, etc. But here it creates motor changes, it helps create sensory changes, then it goes efferently down, Again, through the thalamus, which is the clearinghouse, down the spinal thalamic tracts, and then efferently up to disparate areas to cause muscles to spasm or let go in different regions so the body can create a biomechanical homeostasis. That's all for another topic. But they also reported that physical therapy mobilization and oscillation therapy revealed no changes, meaning physical therapy does not cause this pain reduction. It's not effective for spine. It also says, according in the same article, that they, <clears throat> they found that only a high velocity, low amplitude, low amplitude chiropractic spinal adjustment stimulus decreased the mechanical sensitivity of lateral thalamic neurons. 
Physical therapy mobilization does not produce the same effect. They found no neurophysiological changes following mobilization on motor function, where chiropractic spinal adjustment does change motor function, induces unique physiological changes. And that's according to Delegado, Havik, uh, Yilder, Barb, and Murphy in 2013. Then we find that according to Welch and Boone in 2008, that when you have a chiropractic spinal adjustment, it affects autonomic changes. You have parasympathetic influence, which is verifiable and reproducible in blinded studies, causing slowing of a heartbeat, lowering of blood pressure, constriction of pupils, and sympathetic influence in the uh, thoracic and lumbar, the parasympathetic was upper cervical, and the sympathetic influences are increased heartbeat, raising blood pressure, dilation of pupils. It was not reproducible with the physical therapy mobilization. Perhaps the biggest one is the substance P release. Now, substance P um, affects vasodilation. It's a protein, by the way. Uh, vasodilation, immunity, inflammation, pain, muscle function, mood, anxiety, learn, learning, um, vomiting, it, it helps, or it doesn't help, it balances. Cell growth, stem cells. And this is according to both uh, Hartford Wright, Lewis, Vink, Gabrielle in 2014, and Evans in 2002 when it first came out. So the chiropractic spinal adjustment creates a substance, when you have a chiropractic high-velocity, low-amplitude adjustment, creates a substance P release, a physical therapy mobilization creates none. In fact, the chiropractic um, uh, adjustment versus when you have a, um, uh, an audible release uh, with cavitation, um, it creates double the amount of substance P release. If you have a chiropractic adjustment and there's no cavitation, it's, it's, it's one times or double, and then it's two times with the cavitation release. Physical therapy has zero zip, not a zilch, niet, gunish, nothing, nothing. So there's reasons, again, when you have a chiropractic high velocity, low amplitude adjustment versus a physical therapy mobilization, it makes or it changes mechanoreceptors, proprioceptors, and nociceptor responses. And the physical therapy mobilization has none. And that's according to Evans. And that goes back to, again, 2002. This isn't new stuff, folks. I'm, I'm quoting stuff that's almost 20 years old. But yet the PTs have a tremendous, tremendous um, lobby. And also, remember, the medical community controls physical therapy. They don't control us. So there is a um, there is a definite role for physical therapy in spine care. I mean, there's a definite role, and the role is is after after we've made the neurobiomechanical changes, we've corrected. And by the way, neuromusculobiomechanical lesion, vertebral subluxation complex. It's the same thing. I don't give a rat's ass about the language, but it's the same thing. Treatment will fail and disabilities per will perpetuate if the biomechanical lesion is not fixed. It just won't. So the chiropractor has to fix that biomechanical lesion. But the role of the physical therapist is to come in. The chiropractor can do that, but the PT is damn good at this also. Is to increase muscle tone. Is to actually balance the muscles and stabilize those muscles. That's where the PT comes in after the chiropractor makes the corrections, makes the spinal corrections. Because if you're making those correct if you're if you're strengthening the muscles you are not strengthening a correction you're strengthening the problem which leads to a continued failed care path 
which is why 106 billion dollars and 440 million patients later according to that research article it's failed in more disabilities it just doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense so listen as far as i'm concerned that program in the university of pittsburgh putting out primary spine care providers and physical therapists there as first I don't know what their, uh, their physical therapists, and I understand that, and they're bringing chiropractors in, and too many of our chiropractic brethren are part of that program, and I've had a lot of doctors I've spoken with who've been through that, and they're all extremely disappointed in what they've learned and what it's meant for their practice. But I can tell you factually that um, I do know what they're thinking. You know, it's about cornering the marketplace, keeping it under the medical umbrella, and I don't know what the heck people in our chiropractic profession are doing helping perpetuate a literature-based failed pathway. It is in the public interest and a public health risk, not only from my perspective, but from the literature and the researchers and outcomes. It is a public health risk to have a physical therapist be the first person to treat that patient for a mechanical spine issue. And I will sit and argue and negotiate with anyone and everyone because it's not my opinion. It's all based on the literature and all these naysayers about chiropractic and all these people who, who, who rail against us. Look at the literature. Look at the literature. Well, guess what? I've looked at the literature. You need to look at the literature. Open your eyes and do what's best for the public. Not for an institution, not for your pocketbook, not for your politics, but what's best for the public in the public interest. Folks, my name is Mark Student. If you want to chit-chat, you could reach me at 631-786-4253. That's 631-786-4253. Um, if you want to learn about our programs, you can go to Teach Kairos, T-E-A-C-H, like teacher, C-H-I-R-O-S, teachkairos.com. I look so forward to speaking to you, working with you, hearing from you. Listen, have a great day, and we'll catch you next time. I hope you enjoyed the podcast you just heard, and it's been my pleasure to bring this to you. Please understand that this is a very small piece of the puzzle, and it is my goal to bring you many, many pieces of the puzzle so that the picture can become clearer, your practice can thrive, chiropractic can thrive, and I at least can be a small part of that um, in, in your life, and it's my pleasure. So again, if you want to chat, give me a jingle, 631-786-4253, that's 631-786-4253, or go to our website at teach, T-E-A-C-H, Kairos, C-H-I-R-O-S.com. Thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you or chatting with you on our next podcast. Have a great day.